Initiating update. Three, two, one, go. What is everyone? Welcome to the Nerd On Update, the weekly and now what, nightly episode, if you're watching this live. Monday uh, Night News, baby. Monday, nerd <laughs> On Late Night, uh, where we talk about the stuff in the news that excites us, and we answer Exciting. questions from you, Did you just say people. questions? Maybe. <laughs> late night exciting show. Who knows? Anything can happen late night. Uh, just your ears. Since True. we don't in, in, in introduce the, uh, as I like to say, guests, but what I mean is hosts, uh, <laughs> I don't have any news. So I'll, I'll let you guys uh, fight over it. Go ahead, Josh. Okay, cool. Uh, so this week, <laughs> Apple had some announcements. Announcements. Uh, this Apple. one uh, drew my That's focus because uh, Apple announced the new yeah, iPhone awesome. 13 with a whole bunch of camera upgrades. Uh, like a new ultra-wide and wide and new sensors and whatnot. But the big one that was a, a big uh, hula-baloo or whatever was that they said that after extensive study of cinematography and powerful use of rack focus, mm-hmm. cinematic mode uh, has been introduced. And what this oh. does is it records videos of people, pets, and objects with a beautiful depth effect with automatic fo- focus changes so anyone can capture cinema-style moments. Focus can be changed during and after capture. It records in Dolby Vision HDR and is supported for 4K to 60 frames per second. So I think that's interesting. Was there, was there any... Uh... Was there like a reference, like a let's see how it works kind of thing? Well, I mean, having our background in it, there were even filmmakers like Michel Gondry. Uh, sure, who, made who were doing like it before, stuff. yeah. And and Steven Soderbergh and, you know, there's uh, Tangerine and stuff like that shots on iPhone. But that being said, I did see, just to add on to that, I did see some cinematographers on the internet saying like, well, I guess I'm out of the job if everyone's a, a DP now. Yeah, I'll just like. I mean, I think it's interesting. It was funny. It's kind of like the uh, being in the age of audio nowadays. Like, pretty much anybody can get a professional level like audio interface in their studio. What you do with it is the the whole that's uh, thing. That's where the key. Not the car. It's the driver. Yeah. So I I'm interested because I'm. They did have a lot of not a lot. That's an exaggeration. They did have some people uh, that worked in the industry that played with it and said that they liked it um, and photographers are liking it but I just think it's interesting as a new age of technology and what we can do nowadays and all that jazz uh, other piece of Apple announcements they um, dropped the trailer for a new Tom Hanks movie and like I said last week Tom Hanks is one of my favorite actors um, and it's an Apple TV plus movie and Hanks is teaming up again with Robert Zemeckis uh, it was originally slated for October 2020 um, and Apple acquired it over the summer. Some people are saying with uh, the big Emmy wins last night and uh, their acquisitions of films and whatnot, they're starting to become a, a pretty big contender in the streaming wars. So, Yeah, they swept at the Emmys, yeah. And yeah. all that Ted Lasso baby. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, I mean, Ted Lasso is amazing. So, But that is uh, my news. What about you, Tom? What you got? For me... So I'm kind of glad, I mean, as much as I love Corey having some news to share, I'm very glad that he didn't so I can go kind of 
a little uh, in depth with my my topic here. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I think it's just kind of an interesting way to look at the film industry. And tonight, as we are speaking about this at the time of the recording, um, IATSE is about to vote for a strike. Um, mm, and if you guys yeah. don't know what IATSE is, is the pretty much the overall governing uh, union uh, for like the grips and gaffers and electrics and drivers and all the it's people kind of that a big make deal. the the movies happen. So like you'll hear about local 700 and 400 and all, all these other numbers that I'm not familiar with, but I have friends who are who are union um, people and they they're all been talking about this has been the buzz for the last few weeks. So it's been something a long time coming, and it's about fighting for uh, a livable wage and uh, proper like work environments where. We're not glorifying um, long labor hours and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Um, kind of just trying to be more human. And uh, yeah, they had the proposals of what they can do to change to make it the play, you know, the work life better on set. And uh, they're prepared to strike. So it is a it is a big it is a big deal. Um, Very and much I, so. I thought it was it's interesting uh, just tonight and you know switching into our new Monday night. Uh, it's like that's when all the news starts hitting. Um, so. Uh, the big deal that uh, you know, the headline article is that um, that my news is that Christopher Nolan will be uh, making his next film with Universal Studios. Um, this is will end the I think ten year long relationship that he's had uh, with Warner Brothers, if not longer, almost twenty year long relationship. Yeah, I was going to say it's uh, been pretty long. Yeah, I was going to say it's like uh, yeah. two thousand eleven was. Uh, Definitely Dark Knight Rises time. So it's like, yeah, so almost 20, like 20 year long relationship with Warner Brothers, which Christopher Nolan, if you don't love all his movies, that's fine. If you hate them all, that's fine. If you love them all, that's fine. But you kind of cannot ignore the presence he's had in the movie industry as a whole, Um, particularly just, you know, being able to, you know, get Academy nominations, have star studded actors, and kind of push the envelope of what the movie viewing audiences are, are expecting out of films, um, not just kind of being, you know, glorified action set pieces uh, or hot chicks or hot dudes and, and guns and stuff like that. It's more like there's a little bit of sophistication with the concepts and how this narrative is told. So I think that's a, a very big deal. And just kind of going into the specifics of the demand for the film was that it was going to have a $100 million budget, wow. uh, $100 million on marketing, Total creative control. The wow. studio cannot release another film three weeks before and three weeks after his. Which is wild. A hundred days in theaters. Oh, plus, wow. uh, And then 20% of the first dollar gross, which if you're not familiar with that terminology, uh, it is 20% of the day box office. So like, you know, uh, a big deal with the Avengers film, the first one was that it made 200 Point eight million dollars opening weekend. He would get twenty percent of that, so he instantly gets twenty million dollars. Um, and that's just <laughs> you know uh, on, on uh, opening weekend. So and and now you know that's kind of like the the rush now with with films. But it's interesting, right? Like a lot of people, and I'm a little skeptical of it too because it's kind of like, is he going to get rewarded for this very kind of like strenuous demand, especially when studios. And films are kind of fighting for this like presence in the box office, as well as like where do they belong now that streaming yeah. is here? And the streamers get deals a, of like how long they have to be in theaters, and like yeah, stre- streamers are are kind of a better place for certain films. 
Like I always want to bring up this like uh, 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 example, which is always be my maybe, which was like a huge right. Netflix hit. Um, but if it was in theaters, it would have gotten demolished. It would have like gotten killed, and no one would have watched it. And the cost to distribute it also is a lot of money. So like when you see Netflix put Army of the Dead in theaters for a week, it's like a big deal because. Uh, they're a streamer. They're a streamer only. And that's the same thing like with The Irishman, right? When it's like, okay, we're only putting in theaters so we can kind of get nominated and stuff like that. Yeah. Like same thing with Roma. But then like they're huge, huge films. I mean, everyone knows about Extraction or, uh, you know. Wasn't it like why Spielberg was so against it and now he's got to deal with them? Yeah. Which and, is wild. And, yeah, a lot of the big player directors, Dave Fincher, uh, Spielberg, Scorsese, Nolan, all these big names, they have they have all deals with streamers now at this point, and yeah. it's because the creative control is kind of coming to this point where. Do you think uh, you hmm? can't say no if you want to have your your control of your your story, your narrative? It's kind I, of a I can't turn this down. Yeah, I was just gonna pose the question: Do you think that the state of the the industry over the past, I mean, what year and a half, really changed the? the zeitgeist of the industry and what filmmakers are willing and unwilling to do. Like I think pre pandemic, it would, it would be kind of like streamers were on kind of a low pedestal. And now with the pandemic and with the rise of that kind of media media, since people had to be from home, like. I think, I think it was already on that track. COVID may have um, expedited that process, but you had Netflix already putting things out like Roma and stuff like that, that were these uh, meant to, they were made to be in public, you know, promoted to be these Oscar contenders uh, and promoting the fact that like, yeah, you can come here and make what you want. Like um, Fincher's uh, Man, uh, t- Mank. T- yeah, Mank. Or, or I wasn't even, I wasn't even going to talk about his, uh, his TV show, The Love, Sex, and Robots. Like, oh, yeah. They're giving these people... Uh, Fincher did that one too? If I'm not mistaken, oh, wow. yeah. Jeez. I think he he produced <laughs> oh, that. Um, let me double check on that though because I don't want to give out bad info. But um, yeah, these streamers have been pushing, uh, these streaming services have been pushing uh, to give creative control to these artists for a while. And I think all that the pandemic did was just expedite that process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely feel like it was like these big time, uh, Tim Miller, the guy who did Deadpool, did uh, Love, Sex, Love, Death, Lo- oh, Love okay. Death and Robots. Robots. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it was like all these big time directors. And I mean, even you have like comments like from Patty Jenkins, which get blown out of proportion of like. And David she'd... Fincher. Okay. And David Fincher. Um, saying like, I, you know, they don't appreciate, you know, um, these streamer movies and stuff like that. Like, obviously, Scorsese and all of them were all in that sense of like, oh, my movie is meant to be seen on the big screen. But I think the interesting thing is that you do have someone like who is Nolan, who is like, you have artistic films, but they're also big blockbusters. So it's like he's right in the middle of like, it could have went both ways. And um, like, I think like there's been small snippets that Warner Brothers was never even part of the question of like, because I think he's just lost so much faith in that studio. And that's where I'm saying where it's like Warner Brothers is my favorite like studio like that it's my dream studio that I want to work with right but like I can't help but see like some of the folly in their judgment of what they've done and you know on if you're a, if you're you know uh, uh familiar with this show you know that restore the Snyderverse is close to my heart um but something like posting up the the blu-ray dvd uh trilogy box set on youtube as an unlisted video is yeah. like a what are you doing? And then, because it's know, such a, because that's such a 
even thinking it from my point of view and where I have worked in the industry in terms of like promo, like mm-hmm. that's somebody's job. So it had to have been part of the workflow. So it's like, it's hard to imagine that it wasn't like, it was just like an oopsie, like something yeah. that well, big, like, and, and and that's the thing where like Zack Snyder himself had to like post the link to it so people can go watch it. And that's like the funny thing. So like, you know, months ago they posted the 4k re-release uh, 2017's theatrical Justice League and it had like 40,000 dislikes. Yeah. And like, you know, you have that and then you have the Zack Snyder Justice League version, which is unlisted. And then immediately everyone who has HBO Max got an email about war- like, check out the Suicide Squad's gag reel. And it's like, <laughs> you know, you're really showing your cards of like <sighs> the weird sense of like you trying to place your stake in like where what you're doing and how you're going about your business. So like it's just interesting to see like directors are moving different places. Um and, and specifically with Warner Brothers, like Warner Brothers, like Christopher Nolan is kind of like, I'm taking my business elsewhere. Um Denny Villeneuve is like, all I am is promised a sequel for Dune and then we'll see what happens after that. And I don't know where that's gonna go. But like yeah. it, I think a lot of all eyes are on again Warner Brothers of like if we'll see if Discovery <laughs> Plus comes do? over and, and David <laughs> and David Zaslev comes in and is like, "Hey, we got a clean house because if directors don't want to work with us, then we don't have a studio. Like right. you, what you have is now an incubator of like we're going to just take these small time directors who have no clout and then we're going to push them around. So it's it's a very like mm, something's going to happen. So yeah, um, that's all my news. That is the news. It's uh, good news." Next part of the show, last part of the show, is in which we answer questions from you, the, the people. people. Um, and if you would like to submit questions, there are a number of ways that you can do that. You can go to nerdon.tv backslash questions, and all of those ways are listed there. The easiest and most fun way to submit questions is to head on over to the Discord, nerdon.tv backslash Discord. There are channels for questions there. And you get to hang out with other listeners, other watchers, and sometimes it is the truth. Tis the truth. And if you are a member of the Nerd On Nation, two things happen. Not only do you support us in the content that we create and able to be the best that we can be, but you get what we call the Nerd On Nudge, where your questions get answered first. So check that out. Mm. Nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. And you can ask questions like, JD Maggie, which fictional spacecraft would you choose if you could only choose one and why? Ooh. Good question. <laughs> Fictional spacecraft. That's a very good question. Oh, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tom's got uh, it. The, right now, off the top of my head, uh, the Futurama ship. <laughs> oh, that's what I was thinking. Because uh, it folds space and time. It doesn't actually move. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty baller. Planet Express. Yeah. Uh, not Planet Express. Planet Express ship. It is Planet Express. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking Pizza Express, which is... Pizza wait, Planet. Pizza Planet, thank you. Yeah, yeah Planet Express. Uh, that was probably going to be my answer. I mean, the first ship that popped in my head is Nebuchadnezzar, but, like, that's depressing as hell. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that a spaceship? That's from The Matrix. Yeah, it's like traveling underground, though, right? Yeah, but, like, that's a spaceship. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. A, You know what I mean? Yeah. It's flying. It's That's a spaceship. <laughs> Let's be honest, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's a spaceship uh, underground. We know. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah, touch yeah. the ground ever. No, not once, not never. Uh, but I'll, I, you know, because you said 
Planet Express. I want to change it. So, Josh, if you got one, go for I'm, it. I'm, I'm thinking. This another. I'm thinking. Um, I mean, so I want to throw another a, one out there. Then I would say the Ebon Hawk. Ebon Hawk from Knights of the Old Republic. 100%. Yeah, any, that ship any space is so dope. Uh, the layout of the ship is awesome. It's got a centralized room with a map in the middle, big circle room. Uh, it's got a ton of different uh, like storage rooms, extra rooms, uh, like guest quarters. Evan Hawk, all day, all day, every day. The first thing that comes to mind is the Galactica from Battlestar Galactica. Okay. I yeah, there you go. Dope. <laughs> um I love that show I was, and I want to do an episode. I also think uh I don't know if this is the name of the ship, but Flossed in Paradise. The uh cruise liner in Fifth Element, which is a space oh. cruise liner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's just a giant ship in space. And it's supposed to be like a paradise co. I'm like, I'm I'm about it. Like, hey. That um, movie has been but, on my mind so much the past. Oh my like, god. I yeah. I, I keep I think about that movie at least once a week. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, What's the next one? <laughs> yeah, you were quoting that the other night. Oh my god, yeah. And now Dana wants to watch. Yes, <laughs> big <laughs> bada boom. I remember I showed her that movie and she was like, "We finished it," and she was like, "I was like, what do you think?" She's like, "I loved that. I didn't think I was gonna like that. It's such a different movie from what I thought so it was gonna be." And I was like, "It's so good. It's so good. It's the All best right. Gary Oldman." No, just kidding. <laughs> That's Gary, the young man. Yes, uh, uh, he was an old man. I got a uh, I got a mix note on a trailer that I mixed this past week, and they were like, "Oh, we want that explosion to have more boom." And immediately, my big brain went, bada "Big bada boom." My first car was named Lilu. Oh, the awesome. Dallas Multipass was nice. the full name of my car. Uh, next question comes from B Rad. You're making What's a up, video B-Rad? game and have to put product placement from the from three <laughs> brands in it. What three brands do you choose? They can be any size from local businesses to mega corporations. Ooh, local businesses. That's he knows cool. you. Corey, he knows like, you it's and a Corey what you question. might choose. Well, Burgers Never Say Die <laughs> would be the, the restaurant you can go to in the open world game I create. That tracks. 100%. Can there be like a side quest? Um, yeah. That like goes to Burger... Burgers never oh yeah, it has to. But it would be Goonies themed. Like you would have to go find like you know not one eyed Willie, but it'd be like one fry Willie and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) There's all these nods to it, and people like you know that's um, based off Goonies, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, ancient relic of a movie. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The other product placement I would probably have um, would be uh, I want to (laughs) say. Jiff peanut butter. That's the other one. I mean, do I get do I get free? You no, know, it doesn't have to be food, things? right? It could be clothing, or it could be you know. Just yeah, saying. but um, that's true. It could. It doesn't have to be food. Oh, well, it doesn't have to be food. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. All Corey thinks about is food. I just want y'all to know that. And that's, the and the heartburn very afterwards. True. And the heartburn afterwards. Yeah, I did have six slices of pizza before this show. He's gonna feel it. I am gonna feel it. I'm gonna be okay with that. Um. Feel it in my fingers. <laughs> I would put, uh, okay, here's the thing. You, you're customizing your character. You walk into a shop. What's the style of clothing you could buy? You could buy like regular, you know, here's a regular generic gem jacket. But if you save up, you get to buy your Shop Nate clothing. Oh, there you go. Oh, hell yeah. Shop Nate. I you dig can it. style your character in Shop Nate clothing. If uh, you guys who are listening who aren't familiar with it, it's a friend eight. of the show's. Yes. Yeah. Shop, shop Nate. Yeah. And uh, very cool, cool. Very cool. Pushes 
a lot of boundaries of, of, of fashion in a very cool way. And also uh, has local like uh, uh, people who does are everything working. locally. Yeah. yeah. So um, so that would be that would be my second one then uh, after uh, that would be your third one. Yeah, well, I, I realized it had to be food, so I took that. I took that one out. That oh. one's just for me. Um, and then a third one. I mean, can I put our podcast in my game for sure? <laughs> it was going to be driving, one of mine when you're driving around on the radio. One of the one of the stations plays what, a nerd on the podcast. Josh, you know the exact date when we started. What's our first episode? Our first episode was September like 21st. So you go to 90, 90. Two or September first, so you go to like ninety one point one, and then you yeah, it's like just plays all the episodes. <laughs> yeah, and we have enough episodes that they there could be ninety two point one. Yeah, yeah, play forever. Um, Josh, you or me? Uh, I'll go. Uh, that was, okay. I mean, that was one of mine. Uh, support local. How could businesses. it not be? Yeah, exactly. Uh, support local businesses. Uh, there is a San Diego company. This would be a cosmetic item. Uh, but, uh, the long hairs, uh, they make, uh, Oh yeah. Shout out. They make like head wraps and headbands for men with long hair. Um, just a really dope company. They're, they're really cool. I, I haven't talked to them, but just judging by their social media, they just seem really neat. Their YouTube Josh, content. which, uh, which Kurt Russell are you right now? Um, I think I'm still kind of in the tombstone, but I'm very much nearing like beginning, uh, escape from New York. Uh, I'm getting there. I have to actually like get it out of my face a little bit, but God, yeah, there no. it is. Yeah, it's still a little tombstony right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I it were it. wet, I could do the like curl. Like he curls it under his ears a little. Grow bit. it, grow it like another four or five inches and get it feathered, and you're yeah, Macready seventies uh, fox. <laughs> no, like his like Macready's like so much long longer. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Can magic be in there? Magic the Gathering? Yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> like, instead of, like, Gwent, it would be, like... Yeah. It would be... Commander, or, yeah. like, Two-Headed Giant. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm into it. I'll allow it. Is that oh. your is that your third, or is that your second? No, that was my third. Okay. Because Nerd uh, On would definitely be... Oh, I'm not putting Nerd On in mine. <laughs> um, oh. oh. I'm, selling the, I'm, selling, I'm selling the fuck out. Um, I'm going to put Canon... Canon cameras in there. <laughs> like you have to like like the one of the characters is like, oh god, I gotta get cameras. Like, I got you this Nikon. It's like this is garbage. And then throws it away. <laughs> it's like only use Canon. And then like part of the character's and, until bio is until you find a black magic on the ground. No, the character's like only Canon. No. <laughs> just because he's like just so stingy. It, it's it's just that. It's just the stinginess of like uh, I gotta do it. Canon has been part of my life for such a long time. I gotta give back to them at some point. Sure. Um, and sign that sec- deal that yeah oh and, and oh, they're gonna pay for it they're gonna pay for that too <laughs> they're gonna like oh oh your camera's oh you're, you're paying for that um, second thing that they're gonna pay for uh, I'm gonna make a company pay for to be in my game um, um I would want uh, I would want oh I'd want Heinz I want ketchup and mayo brands and mustard okay. in there. 
Like, you know, <laughs> okay. I'm like, that is that mayo and ketchup. It's like, that's it. It's like, not some the, weird off brand. That's it's gonna so when your character it. zooms in with the Canon camera, you're like, oh shit, they got oh, no. branded. Every cupboard is just going to only have those condiments. You're going to see mayo chup. You're gonna <laughs> no see, other food? You're going to see olive, uh, uh, olive, inf- uh, olive oil infused mayo. You're going to see... Oh, light ketchup and and Dijon's, yeah. um, Dijon so, ketchup, Dijon mustard. It's mustard. a joke. If anyone here is a bare naked ladies fan, <laughs> uh, uh, and then the the last one, I am going to put. I'm put. I'm gonna put a freaking. Uh, I'm gonna put a Nintendo GameCube. Oh hell yeah! Shut so up. Kid only plays Nintendo GameCubes. That's all they play. Just like I always, I always loved in new Pokemon games, you would start out in your room and then like the newest console was on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Every kid has a I GameCube. And then yeah. part of the, once you pick up the GameCube, the own description is like, man, that's a nice handle. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's I, I respect this. that, Tom. Yeah. All right. So, I love it. it. Next question comes from Mitchell. This is a fun one. What are your episode deciding criteria? How do you all decide an episode? Uh, we make sure we, we pick topics that we know that you guys don't like. <laughs> yeah, there it is. We go, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. Like, you want to like, do that? No. Uh, sure. To be honest, we try to, we uh, picking an episode uh, like as a singular thing isn't difficult. We try to cover everything we can. We try to cover a lot of things that we've gotten asked for on, on Discord or, or through social medias, but we try to balance the month not only for uh, diversity within the content that you hear, but also to balance kind of a work-life thing for us, especially moving forward. It's been a big focus of the company to to focus um, on on not not burning out and making sure we we protect the quality of our content by protecting ourselves. So we, we try to balance it with like, okay, we got a movie, we got a TV show, we got a comic book, and then we have an op-ed or something like that that we, we, we something we already know how to discuss. And maybe we just brush up on that a little bit, but doesn't require the type of commitment that maybe a, an entire like 26 episode series might take to watch and, and comment on. Um, and, uh, and so that's, that's kind of how we've, we've started doing things moving forward. Of course, there's going to be some months that are filled with one thing or another, like, you know, holiday months or Halloween or Christmas, you know, we may get bogged down with more thematic stuff, which is you know, really fun for us. Like uh, what we call March movie madness, where there's just like right? a whole bunch of movies I mean, coming in. I mean, yeah. but we're also we, and, trying to start some new series uh, for the podcast itself coming up. So, yeah. And it's not without saying that, like, we, we'd look at the suggestions that we've gotten and we also listen to the feedback uh, our audience has given us. Um, we've gotten feedback such as like, you know, uh, it's hard for you guys to be listening to episodes that's about every single movie that's come out in theaters because you guys don't have either the stubs pass or weren't doing the movie pass thing when we were doing it. Or you're not doing it as a job like we are. (laughs) Um, And also, you know, maybe you just don't want to watch the the amount of movies that we want to watch and stuff like that. Um, And so, like, for me, I always just kind of make sure that, like, you know, as much as we want to do things that we like, and things that you know potentially our our listeners would like as well. Um, does it feel balanced? And in the sense of like, are we doing nothing but movies, or are we doing nothing but comic book mo- uh, movies or comic books, or doing only TV shows? Like, we have to make sure we find some kind of balance. But I think Josh definitely is always kind of making sure that like 
you know, looking at what our best performing episodes are and then seeing how we can kind of capitalize on that. Because, you know, even though this is something that we enjoy making and doing and having fun with, there is a level of like, we There's have to try- There's a business side to, of it that we have to yeah, go we have to, well. We have to try growing and we have to reach new audiences. And, you know, hopefully that allows us to go to new um, new partners and then we can have more freedom with it. And that's yeah. like the tough thing where it's like, it's a balance of like, freedom as well as uh uh realist realistic uh expectations as well as is this going to grow the show um and yeah. with guests it's always kind of more of a toss-up of like do we want them on the show what are they going to do to add value to the show or, is it just more for, yeah is it more for us or is it for you guys like having i don't know let's say jonathan frakes uh, frakes i was yeah. gonna say like having someone like kevin smith would be fun for us, but we do be like, hopefully our audience does like it, you know, yeah. like, and also yeah. with, with that guest, we want to make sure that they also enjoy the time with us too. Yeah. yeah so. Which is always just another part of the reason we do that. Like, Hey, where else are you going to hear Jonathan Frakes talk about Totoro except for at nerd on? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and another thing, sometimes we just pick episodes of like, guys, I really want to do an episode of this. And, yeah. and yeah. sometimes it just comes from a pure like like Bacano. Guys, dude, we're doing it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, know. Um, I just had to make the joke. <laughs> uh but that is the pre-submitted questions. Tom, you have the rest. I have the rest. And I got some from last week. Um, I know this is gonna be uh, a big one for some people in the chat and also some people. Uh, on the show. Uh, from T Dog 8282 at Nerd On. Question What is the best place y'all have gone camping? Um, I'm going to go first because I'm very quick. Oh. Um, the best place was probably, I think it's called the Rubicon. Wow. Right? Um, it was really cold. I really enjoyed it. But like, that's like the best place. My best experience is probably for Corey's bachelor party. Because I was actually with people that it wasn't with family, you know, it wasn't like sure I have to go and I right, don't right, want right, to go. Right. This was like Nerd on I want to go, but I don't like camping. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and I'll tell you right now, it's not that I don't like camping. I don't like that when I'm around people, I'm the only one that mosquitoes see. Hey, uh, no, you and me both, we both got eaten no. All alive. three of us um, would go, and we would be just like a buffet. I, I don't want to test it. But I, yeah. I almost can bet my life that I promise you it's going to be me over you guys. Possibly, yeah. Teriyaki uh, sauce in the veins. <laughs> Corey? Um, best place I've gone camping? would ha I mean, I think it was Big Basin, which is where we went for my bachelor party. That was uh, absolutely gorgeous. Um, I mean, I... I had some fun in Joshua Tree, but it's just such a different type of camping yeah, in the desert different. than it is in, in the forest. I really like camping in the forest with trees and yeah, uh, you know, foliage and all that kind of stuff. Um, so either that or uh for a completely different experience, snow caving with my dad a few times out in Tahoe was uh an experience that is unlike any other type of camping experience you have. Yeah. Waking sure. up when the sun comes up and digging yourself out of a cave and making coffee and scrambled eggs and having like 
steaks for dinner cooked over an open fire, fire yeah. after skiing all day or snowboarding. It's just a the cave itself is like 80 degrees inside because it's just pure insulation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, w- I would say Big Basin and Tahoe. Camping Josh? for me has been a big part of my life. Like, there was one time that I camped for six months. Um, but I think the best, best place... There's this place down in San Diego County called La Jolla Indian Reservation. And Mm. when the, obviously with global warming and everything, many of the creeks started to lower the water level. But when it was at its highest, there was this campsite that we would go to. And it was right next to the creek. And I would put my camp, my tent right next to the creek. So I could hear mm-hmm. that that water and like you that could babbling yeah. brook, mm-hmm. and then you could the inner tube down the 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 creek or the the river. Um, it was just such cool. It was a cool place. So bad the creek, huh? I don't know why. I just want you to say creek. It's the, so bad the, the creek. Um, As I camping down by the creek. Yeah, camping down by the creek. Uh, yeah, that's probably the best places I. That sounds nice, man. Yeah. It was it was a lot. Of, like, it was very you nice. know, all natural white noise machine mm-hmm. built in. Mm-hmm. Nice. I love I love camping because I love like because we live in the city and there's so much pollution. Like you can barely see the stars, and then you go out to nature, and you're like, that's how many stars are in the sky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the food, man. I'll tell you what, I didn't think I liked spam until my bachelor party <laughs> yes. and Tom and Dustin cooked up like not the cubed spam but like the like slices of it like yeah. it was the, the big thing of it and they just fried it with like some hot sauce and eggs holy shit yeah, yeah. that is so good all crispy cr- camp oh, food mm. like camp breakfast mm, i didn't know i didn't know i mm. didn't know camp breakfast is amazing i sleep the best when i camp for some reason like i just love camping yeah. Anyway, uh, next question. Next question yeah. uh, comes from uh, Zell Namor to the nation for the sixty Patreon episode. I'm assuming for the goal uh, yeah, for yes. nation goal. for sixty for Join 60, now. sixty members of Nerd on Nation uh, episode. Could it be uh, the host's most hated movie? That's kind of the goal. That's the goal. Yeah, that's kind of the goal, Zell. Um, it was originally we were going to push Hot Rod when yeah. Caitlin was around. Still can, I think. Yeah, we still can. She'd come, I mean, I she'd think she'd come, she'd, she'd have to come back for for that episode. Uh, but yeah, it would. It definitely like all encompassing. We talk about the movie Hot that Rod. Each of us don't like, or it could be that. Oh, that's what the cool. question sounds like. Uh, I see. Could it I be it the host's be... most hated movie? The ho- yeah, the hosts. Right. Um, and let's say it like this. I'll leave it op- open for interpretation. We could do it like this. We have a five uh, five options where it's like each of our movies that we dislike the most, and then the fifth option is everyone just brings to the table why they don't like the particular movie, and then we leave it at that. Yeah. You know? gotcha. So we don't have to do a whole like here's a production of and all that. Yeah, know, yeah, we yeah, just yeah, have yeah. A normal That would have to be how it, how it happens. But we do each have individual ones. So I think except Tom, maybe. No, Tom oh, has I, one. I, <laughs> I, I I absolutely hate a movie. Why can't I remember it right now? Because you're not my real friend. So it, next oh, one. We'll probably <laughs> stop going to remember it. I remember Grease. I remember Hot Rod. La La Land for me. Josh remembers it. Go ahead. Go ahead, real friend. Rubber. 
Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely hate that. Movie. I kept thinking Flubber, and I was like, it's not Flubber. <laughs> One of you the greatest that? films of all time. Because I was like, of there's Robin no Williams? way Tom hates anything Robin Williams in. I guarantee no, it. No. I mean, no. No. Oh, man, Birdcage. We should do Birdcage. Anyways. Yes, um, we should. Yes, we yes. should. <laughs> well, how much time? How, how many questions? How I much time? Two we got? more questions. Two, two more, more questions. depends. Okay. Like, if we answer them real quick, we could do three. Okay, we got one from, uh, let's do, uh, this is a fun one. Corey didn't get a chance to answer this, I think, last time. Um, but this is one that we got, we answered from the pre-existing questions, and then we got later on in the chat. So, Doogler93 asks, question, if you were in the Avatar, the last Airbender universe, would you be a bender? And if so, what kind? Oh, I did answer this. We, well, we've, we've gotten this question multiple times. Yeah, metal. Okay. Metal bending. So earthbender. Earthbending, yeah. So I've done the official um, BuzzFeed quiz. Oh, I'm going to do it right now. It said that I was the avatar. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to choose because that's dumb. No, we all know I'd be a firebender. Let's let's be honest. Let's be yeah. real. All right, here we go. Let's be real. Um, I did two tests. One said fire, and then one said uh, I was uh, avatar. So, no, okay. Yeah. Um, just a second. Just a second. Yeah, just a second. I was thinking, um, because I'm, I'm totally. I'm I'm totally an earthbender, but specifically like metal. Like I love that, but I just I love Toph, like her just like mentality and everything like that. But um yeah, probably Earth. Okay. Uh next question until until Corey finishes his BuzzFeed quiz. I mean, I, I can do both. I have I have ADD. Okay. We got this. So next question. We'll answer some from we got this week in the chat. Um from Mamba. Question without affecting the timeline. What point in history would you like to see or experience? Um, mm. Wow. That's a good question. What point would you like to see or experience? I would like to be in the stadium or in the room when Paul... Was it Paul Beatty? Paul... Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty, Warren Beatty messed yeah. up Moonlight for La La Land. Oh. Yeah. Such a dumb moment, but it was just you like... You want to be there for that? I mean, it's a, that's the only thing I think... I don't know what else to... I mean... I don't want to see my parents get married because I know they just get divorced. Oh, uh, I don't want to be there for their. I don't want to be there for when they get divorced. Um, no. Don't want to be there for the conception. No. Uh, no. No. Well, I mean, why do I even say these things? Yeah. I mean, Give maybe, me maybe when like, hit me, baby, one more time. Like watching, seeing Britney's face, like it's the number one song, and it's oh, like you want to be in the room like, when she realizes that. Yeah, and then she's probably like, all right, next song. You know, she's probably like, all right, business as usual. Right on to the next album where he did a bunch of songs. You know, like, it's it's hard to say, like, which particular moment um, that I would like to see or experience that, like, is a positive, you know, experience. Is it a, it's a moment? Can you read the question what one more What point time? in history would you like to see or experience? Mm. I, re- I thought it was, like, an era. Um, no. What point in actual historical would you like to event? see or experience? 
You know, actually, I wouldn't mind. I couldn't go to the inauguration of Barack Obama, and my school was playing was going, and I just couldn't afford the the ticket. I would want to see that. That would have been kind of cool. What else would I want to see? Oh, when Arnold Schwarzenegger says, "And now the movie Avatar," and I'm like, "Avatar, (laughs) Avatar." Or seeing John Travolta say "Zimzims Menzel," <laughs> like I just want to—I like, to see all these terrible moments, like wow. at the expense of celebrities. Or seeing Ricky Gervais host the Golden Globes for the last time. Oh, yeah, which was amazing, absolutely amazing. Just ripping into everyone. I saw him live. He's amazing. Um. Oh. I think it would have been cool to see like the Gettysburg address like oh. live. Um I might die. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Not affecting the timeline. <laughs> We're just kind of there. We're like a floating I, exactly. If I die, I don't affect the timeline. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if That's I kill point. someone, they affect the I affect You're the not timeline. Wrong. Um I think it'd be cool to like experience like Going to see movies like Singing in the Rain, like some of these movies that were like big for me growing up, like seeing those in the theaters when they originally were released and like terrible movie theaters back then. Just <laughs> not the um, not the level of high quality that we're so used to nowadays. But it'd be amazing to see that. Uh thinking about it, I would want to go see uh Lincoln Park, like when Minutes oh, to Midnight came out. Yeah. Like not closer towards the end of Chester's life, but hopefully when he's, you know, hopefully in better spirits, but it was like around minutes to midnight and seeing him in concert would have been, oh, I would just been like, oh, my Dragon Ball Z dreams. I would love to see like a recording session of like Fleetwood Mac, like a, like when they used to have to like cut on tape and like, that, I mean, the film industry, imagine, like when they imagine used to like have to cut. Imagine like the first time when Landslide gets, gets played live. Yeah. I mean, being in the, seeing like behind the scenes when they're mixing like, classic albums and whatnot and just seeing as an audio mixer i'm just like they're just messing around on the board that's so cool they're just experimenting you know it's it's so like anytime i've mixed something and i've like tried something i'm like that sounds so cool and just thinking of songs that i love like just being in the room for those like that would be dope Corey, um i watched this uh behind the scenes making of uh, Wet Hot American Summer called Whirlwind of Fun. And it's about the six weeks they spent together at a camp making the movie. And I would love to be a fly on a wall there. It's Paul mm-hmm. Rudd, Amy Poehler, Ken Marino, uh, David Wayne, uh, Michael Ian Black, Bradley Cooper's first film, Straight Out. He missed his graduation to film it. Like all Janine Garofalo, uh, Christopher Maloney, <laughs> 80 Miles. Like just such a, they all stayed in this camp for six weeks, seven weeks together, um, just making this movie and hanging out and partying and and doing bits. And I would just love to be a fly on the wall, watching all of that happen. And and yeah, Mamba uh, has a good one. I, I watched that. I can't stop thinking about about it since I watched it. So Mamba has I a was, good that one. would be amazing. Monty what does Mamba say? A Monty, Monty Python, Python show, like yeah. live yeah. at the Hollywood Bowl, like oh man, that yeah. would be dope. Um, one more question, one last one. Yeah, yeah, sure, one more. Okay, what do I do? What do I do? Which one? Um, 
You know what? I'll keep this one for next week. So we're going to answer. Um, I think Corey is kind of segues from Corey's gamer. Fuji asks, um, here's a question. What's your Shout favorite out. type of behind the scenes, extra yeah. feature of media, like bloopers, interviews, commentary, etc.? Like as a whole or specific? Yeah. Like specific. what category, what, what kind of behind the scenes do you like the most? Is it bloopers? I love bloopers. Is it interviews? Or- <laughs> I love bloopers just cause I love when like things like, cause we get the finished product and we, all the, it's fun seeing when it goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that, and as an actor, I'm like, yeah, I've Rush seen Hour had some of the best bloopers. Yeah, Rush um, Hour one and two. Corey, making making of behind yeah. the scenes making of. Uh, I'm someone who has spent almost as much time watching the making of Lord of the Rings as I have watching Lord of the Rings. There's something like 24 hours of behind the scenes stuff, interviews. Uh, uh, you know, video diaries, the 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 B camera, B roll from everything, kind of um, put together, and and um, that's the stuff I love. I really, really, really get lost in that stuff. Um, it's just very, very fascinating to to me to see, kind of the state of everyone, who've who've made the thing that I just experienced or the thing I love and, and just seeing where they were at and what it was kind of getting a peek behind the curtain of what it was like to exist in that world where this wasn't out there yet. Um, but they were all just this family making something. Um, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think my favorite is like the featurettes, the, um, like if you go to YouTube right now, if you go to Warner Brothers YouTube, of course, um, you can find like uh, the making of the Batman animated series, mm. and then you can also find out like the Dark Knight trilogy, like behind the scenes hour long thing, and they have like Guillermo del Toro, Zack Snyder, uh, Charles Roven, um, all these different um, like people talking about Christopher Nolan. In his approach. And it's great because they have it all stitched together from the first, the second, and the third film. And it's like the scale, the idea. And then you have like the studio heads at the time who were like, this was a huge risk. You have David yeah. S. Goyer. You have, you know, the production designers, the costumers. You have like the set, uh, the set, like uh, constructionist builders, architects being like, no one does this anymore. Like no one makes sets anymore. They use green screens. They don't hire actors anymore. They get you know, CGI, you know, mocap, and then they they don't actually have people on set anymore. And um, that kind of stuff, like, to Corey's point, it's cool that they can kind of, they kind of live in this world where they're seeing the future and they're seeing the past um, based on what's happening in the present in a way where it's like, we know how things have been done. We know that it was a risk doing this this time and it worked out and we just don't know what's going to ha- look like in the future. So I really... Uh, enjoy that kind of thing. Um, especially like hearing directors talk very positively other directors really kind of just shatters like this weird air that the internet likes to perpetuate that like everyone has to be fighting against somebody and there's right. always like team this or camp that or support this and it's just like you know the consumers act like this. Creators don't act like this. Creators are just like thank God you survived. Like you made it out and you made a movie, which is really hard. And we are not competitors. We are survivors at the end of the day. And it's just like, holy shit. That's like, I would, I would highly recommend the whirlwind of fun. It's free on Vimeo. David Wayne posted it for free. 
uh, on Vimeo, and you find out that the, the movie Wet Hot American Summer is a, is a movie that takes place over the last day at a summer camp. It's supposed to be a beautiful sunny day, and it rained for 23 out of the 28 days they filmed. Nice. Uh, so, you know, to your point of like, you're surviving. It's really hard to do these things, but we we they we do it because we love doing it and we love telling these stories. And we, you know, no one's spirits are down throughout the entire thing, even though they're they're pretending to be. You know, they're jumping into lakes at with thirty degree weather because it's supposed to be a summer camp, and it's just yeah. fascinating to me. Like yeah. I would watch the Batman one, watch the watch the Whirlwind of Fun one. Please check those out. The they're, ones they're, for the Cornetto trilogy are amazing. Uh-huh. Infinitely inspiring. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's yeah, it. Yeah, the Army of the Dead ones are fantastic. I just saw that in the chat. They're so good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is it. That is this week's update. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Um, yeah, the show is posted everywhere podcasts can be heard, and all episodes go to video on YouTube. So check it out uh like i said before if you'd like to submit questions for future episodes do to go to nerdon.tv backslash questions and join us on monday nights 8 p.m pacific standard time in the chat you can submit your questions there let's hang out uh do consider joining that nerd on nation it does allow us to keep doing this and keep upgrading our content and creep creep we and do the creep. creep uh we keep getting to just be the best that we can be for you guys. You guys are awesome. Um, but yeah, stop by, rate and review, share us with your friends, your family, all that good stuff. Uh, subscribe, follow, all the things. All do the all things that feed the algorithm gods. Yes. Please help us do this for Just a little. Just do it. <laughs> yes. Just do it. Takes more than no more than a minute. I wrote that down this week. I want Nerd On to be able to be full time. That would be dope. Uh, I laughed about it later in my diary. (laughs) (laughs) Veronica made a very funny joke today. (laughs) But uh, thank you so much. We heart you guys. Take care of yourselves. You know the drill. As always, nerd nerd on. on.